time for Money News on this very important Wednesday, February 7. And Chief Economist with AMP, Shane Oliver, joins us. Good morning to you, buddy. Fair bit going on this morning. It certainly has been, Luke. Yeah, good look, morning to you too. Yeah, good morning to you. Well, as we all now know, the Reserve Bank has left interest rates on hold. It was their first meeting of the year. And this is after inflation fell by more than expected towards the end of last year. So it means the cash rate target remains at 4.35%. Interesting to hear Michelle Bullock yesterday not commit to interest rate rises or falls. Let's have a quick listen. We haven't ruled anything out and we haven't ruled anything in. Um, so I would, I would say we have maintained the option that it might be that there has to be more rate rise, but there might not be either. Nothing's in, nothing's out. The optionality here really needs to be maintained because we need to be driven by the data. And I'd come back to the point that I made earlier. I really understand that the mortgage holders are sweating on this. I do understand that. But the big issue that's confronting not just mortgage holders, but everyone, is inflation. Yeah. Okay. This is the new governor of the Reserve Bank, Michelle Bullock, facing the media yesterday. Shane Oliver, I guess by saying we're not promising anything, we're not saying yes, we're not saying no, we're not going to give you any commitment. That's a safer and better thing to do than what Philip Lowe did back in 2021 by saying there wouldn't be an interest rate hike until 2024, don't you think? What are your thoughts? Look, I, I thought what she said was, I mean, it sounds confusing, could be this or could be that, but, you know, they're keeping their options open. Um, and this is the first time, though, they've done that in a long time because ever since uh, May of 2022, they were raising interest rates and kept warning us there might be more hikes ahead. There's a little bit of that in there. Uh, she's saying they could still raise rates again, um, but they're now starting to get a bit equivocal on that, which tells us that the risks are sort of getting more balanced. Uh, I reckon we've got to the top of the cycle on rates. They're not yet willing to call that the next move is down, but I reckon it probably will be. Um, and that's certainly the message we're getting globally in terms of interest rates. And I think Australia is just following behind by a few months. She, she was quite cautious yesterday, um, not giving much away. But I think most economists agree with you that if we do have a great grip on inflation, uh, interest rates have got to come down. I mean, it's not just people with mortgages. It's anyone with a debt that's going to want that. that. That's right. That's right. I mean, if you just think about it, if you've got a $600,000 loan, and that's mm. the average new loan these days, you're paying something like, I worked it out last year, something like $15,000 extra in interest payments. And that, of course, is out of your after-tax income, and that's a lot less money left over to spend in the economy. Um, you can survive for a little while there because you run down your savings and so on and might go to your parents if they've got some money and help you out. But eventually, that's going to cause a big hit to the economy. And I think the RBA knows this. And therefore, that's why I think they're starting to sound a bit uh, equivocal about things. And ultimately, they're going to have to start cutting interest rates. But of course, they don't want to say that just yet because uh, they're only going to say that once they start doing it. Yeah. Uh, which I reckon will come around the middle of the year. But the, the good news is, as you pointed out uh, at the start of our discussion, you know, it's better to hear them not ruling anything out or in uh, rather than can, continuous to, continuing to warn us that they'll have to raise rates again. That, that's, that's the good well, news no, just remember, what happened yesterday. Philip Lowe said there wouldn't be an interest rate rise until 2024, and then we had about a dozen of them. And people believed him. They took him at his word, 
and people went and got mortgages and uh, took out loans. Anyway, uh, better to be safe than sorry, I guess. So there it is. Um, Shane Oliver is with us, uh, Chief Economist with AMP. The Albanese tweak to the Stage 3 tax cuts, Peter Dutton and the Coalition have waved them through. Um, the Coalition was on a hiding to nothing if they if they put up a fuss and didn't do it, weren't they? Look, that's the bottom line. It was good politics by the ALP, by the government. Oh, wasn't they, it? He wedged, they, they, that's called a wedge. That's yeah, called, called, called a big wedge. They, he wedged uh, Dutton into a, a, a real spot. You know, he, he couldn't go out there and deny lots of taxpayers' tax cuts. Um, and I, I think that the trick now for the coalition is to come up with something that more sustainably addresses the issues of bracket creep and the fact that uh, you know our tax rates are still too high—that—that's what they've got to come up with and run run to run for with the next election. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. They didn't really have any choice but to wave these things through. It was brilliant uh, politics from Albanese. I'll tell you what, um, Shane. Just before you go, the markets. Look, the markets, uh, yeah, a bit messy today. Obviously, all sorts of issues around interest rates, and that kept the Aussie share market a little bit nervous. But we ended up with a 0.6% pull. I think that partly reflects nerves coming out of the US. So we saw this massive, massive rally into the end of last year, record highs at the end of last week. Uh, share markets run out of a bit of puff because I think, yes, we are heading towards rate cuts, but central banks are saying, well, hang on a bit, we're not going to cut rates immediately and that's caused Wall Street to sort of you know, get a bit uh, a bit volatile and same thing here. So yesterday we were down 44 points, uh, 7,581 or 0.6% but I, I, I wouldn't read too much into that and the other interesting one was the Aussie dollar because uh, the Reserve Bank is not still not ruling out further rate cuts, not ruling them in either and it, it could be this, it could be that on that front but because it's not ruling them out the Aussie dollar managed to creep back above 65 US cents, whereas during the day yesterday, it had actually fallen below 65 US cents. i tell you what, it'll be interesting to see what happens to the central bank and the US economy if if the rumours are are true, if Michelle Obama decides to run as a Democrat candidate in the election, won't that be interesting? I I think it certainly will be. And, And that would be, to be honest with you, I mean, seeing someone younger, in the US election, I think would be a healthy development. Uh, it would give them a real competition if it turns out to be Trump, which looks like it will on the Republican side. Yeah, Biden, I, I think, is perhaps past his time a little bit. Um, Michelle Obama would certainly be wow. an interesting choice. And, and uh, yeah, we'd all watch it and <laughs> wonder what's going on in the US. But uh, to be honest with you, I think that'd probably be a fairly good outcome if she decides to run. Well, we'll talk about that. Let's see. Let's see what happens. That's what the rumour is. And I, th- I, I think that it'd be a, a very smart move on behalf of the Democrats. I think it'd be even smarter if Biden said, listen, I, I, I am past it. I, my energy's going. Yeah. Uh, it would be a bit like, uh, you remember that, that way back in 1983, uh, it looked like it was going to be uh, uh, Fraser versus uh, Hayden. And then, of course, at the last minute, uh, the, the opposition switched sides and put Hawke in there. Um, so now, you know, we've still got a long way to go, so we're not just before the election, but it, it would sort of re- really inject a lot of, uh, you know, the, the, the Republicans would, would then be facing a serious contender in the form of Michelle Obama. So it would, would certainly very, make things interesting. It would be very interesting. And I remember Bill Hayden saying on the ABC, uh, a drover's dog would have, uh, would have led 
Labor to win that next election. It took a, a very, very special drover's dog to do it, didn't it? Um, <laughs> it but but did. then, of course, Bill Hayden went on to become Governor-General, so he got his little reward. So there you are. He are. did, yeah. He was a good guy. He was guy. a very nice bloke. He was too nice. I think Bill Hayden... No, that, that, I think that, that was his problem. He was too nice. He was way I, too I, nice. Look, I, Look, to be honest with you, I was in my 20s back then. I reckon you probably were as well. They, they were good times, you know. Hawke was a good uh, leader for Australia. Uh, and, and I never, I can never forget that occasion where we won the America's Cup, waiting up all night to see oh, what happened. Yes. And he's saying, uh, you know, have a day off. Yeah, any, yeah. anyone who sacks someone for not turning <laughs> up to work is a bum. That's, that's right. That, that's, that's right. Hey, Shane Oliver, good to talk to you again, buddy. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Talk tomorrow. There he is, Chief Economist with AMP here on the Night Shift on Triple M, Shane Oliver.